up, cool slave chicks? It's your girl, Day. I'm Denisa. This is Lauren. And I'm Ayana. <laughs> Lord Jesus. And you're tuned into Saved Girl, girl Secrets. Secrets. Ayana, get your life together. <laughs> this is like the first time. I'm sorry. Jeez Louise. I was like closing my phone, but then I looked at something. I'm so sorry. Hi. Hi, guys. Hi. Um, Hello. Welcome to another episode. Today, we are going to talk about... And I mean, I guess on the podcast, we talk about things that most Christian women wouldn't admit. Issues most Christian women won't admit that they have. True. Mm. Um, And I know that sometimes there's this space, especially with like Christianity and social media and everyone sharing, quote unquote, their highlight reel. Mm. Um, But everything isn't always peachy king as a Christian. Mm -hmm. There are moments when you really be looking up to heaven like, God, what what are we doing here? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Please, please help me. Explain. Explain what's going on. And so today's episode, we're just going to talk a bit about a place called, quote unquote, rock bottom. So my first question is. And I mean, I, I guess my first question was going to be, has anyone ever hit rock bottom? But the answer to that should be yes mm-hmm. for everybody. So yes. a better question is, can you tell me about the time that you hit rock bottom? Anyone want to start? It's crazy because you say rock bottom. I'm like, I feel like we be having rock bottoms. <laughs> 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 like you, you've had those instances where it's like, yeah, the peak, the peak, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can, I can start. You sure? I, I thought, yeah, I can start. Okay. So for me, um, my rock bottom uh, happened last year. Uh, last year was a good year, but it was. I like how uh, Yana says it was an interesting, interesting. year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, reason being was um, I have been with this company for about over five years, going on six years, very close to my sixth year. Um, and then I got an opportunity to make a transition to a new company. And um, this new company, uh, the opportunity was great. It afforded me the, the opportunity to like do some things that I have never done in the profession before, um, even in like a leadership role. And um it was just I was I was really excited about it, and so I went through the normal process of like going through the interviews and everything, and all of that went well, and ultimately I was um, afforded the job, so I took it, and um, this particular job paid me um, at that time it paid me more money than I've ever made um, career wise, um, so that was exciting because now I could do some things um, that I've always wanted to do. And um, started to do some of the things that I always wanted to do. And um, fast forward to November of last year. Well, let me let me stop. Let me and let me. I'm gonna rewind real quick. Um, around August, I went through this thing where literally, like a lot of the people that were there when I started, like leadership wise, left. Mm-hmm. Like a, all, actually, all of them left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that was an interesting transition, too, because it's like the people that kind of brought me on, I was no longer there with. And so mm-hmm. now we have like this new group of individuals. Mm-hmm. And um, that was very, very interesting. Um, and so ultimately, in November, um, I started, well, actually before November, I started feeling like something ain't right. Mm-hmm. Started feeling like something ain't right. And I remember verbatim, like, God just told me, pay everything off. <laughs> 
Mm. And um, I remember at that time, you know, I was like, all right, God, now I'm feeling I'm feeling some way. And um, I didn't have signs of anything being kind of like I didn't have signs at all that anything was about to happen. But I it's almost like I had this feeling. I really now I realized it was the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I now realize it was the Holy Spirit just kind of letting me know. And I remember telling God um, verbatim, I said, um, God, if you uh, I know you ain't take me out of this other position to put me in this new position. And um, long story short, I, Lord, I know I ain't about to be fired. Mm-hmm. I know that ain't about to happen. Mm-hmm. And um, fast forward to November and that's exactly what happened. And it was it was new for me because I, I realized in that moment uh, I had been working since 16 and I ain't never been. Ain't never been released from no job. <laughs> ain't never. Ain't never been. And so that was that was an interesting position to be in because it was like, whoa, like this is a new feeling I have never felt. I've heard people mention it before, but I never knew how to like process it. The beautiful thing about that is like I was telling, you know, like I stated earlier, it's like the Holy Spirit was speaking to me at that time. So it was a lot of things that like I had prepared for, like mm-hmm. a lot, like it's insane how how much God had like was speaking to me and I was actually obedient. And mm-hmm. when it happened, it didn't affect nothing. Mm. Um, and so other than the My fact God. that I, did y'all hear that? <laughs> <laughs> <I'm almost> like, <laughs> ooh, about to knock over the table. No, I was saying it's interesting that like, you know, like I said before November and it was the first week of November. It was like, it was interesting that prior to November, God had already begun to speak to me and, 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 you know, I started being, I was obedient to what he was saying and what, it was a heavy, it was like a heavy voice too. Like, do this. Like, I need you to do this, do this now, do it. And so I did, I did everything that the Holy Spirit told me to do. So when it happened, it did not affect me at all. It altered a lot of plans, but it did not affect me in a way where I know it could have affected me had I not done what the Holy Spirit told me to do. And so I say all that to say that, um, number one, I've not vocalized this to, not even my family knows. So y'all getting a TTT. Um, <laughs> my friends, of course, knew. It's pouring. Yeah. People who are close to me know. But um, outside of that, no one knows um, or knew. Um, but I, I say all that to say that maybe that is something I would have considered to be a rock bottom. Because it was, here it is, this person or individual who has been working all her life, who has received promotion after promotion, who's had opportunity after opportunity. And here it is, God takes you out of a position where you were working for like this top, top company. And now you have this new opportunity making more than you've ever seen every two weeks. And then it stops. Mm-hmm. It stops. But even in that, like I said, God is... God is the kind of God that he doesn't, he doesn't leave you at rock bottom Mm -mm. and you never really reach a place of rock bottom. Mm -mm. Um, and it, and so with that, it, it, I'm not going to even say it made me look at life different. Like I, I was already in a mental space where I was good. I remember even letting my girls know. And I think Denise, you asked me, somebody asked me, Somebody said, are you good? And I said, yeah, y'all, I feel great. And I think Denise, you said, you look Look great. Yeah. Yeah, You look good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was, I looked good because I was good. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't something that I was putting an air on. I didn't even know. I'm going to be honest. I was so unfamiliar with the process. 
I didn't realize until like two months later, like, oh, sis, she was released. Because I thought like, oh, oh, we had a conversation and then this happened. And it's like, mm-mm-mm. <laughs> That's not what happened. You were actually let go, and so I was like, oh. "I know." Because when you first told me, it was like, "Yeah, you know." Da, da, da. And I was like, "Okay," but now you're saying, yeah, right. now you process like, it. Yeah, no, I'm fired. <laughs> I'm like, because she wouldn't use those words before. <laughs> I just knew. I was like, "Ow!" You know, like when he hit me, I was like, "Ow!" <laughs> This just happened. I'm glad you did it intentionally. Because in that moment, I feel like had you realized it, it would have been a dinner. No, I'm kidding. Oh no, seriously. I was like, oh. <laughs> like, it, it really caught your girl off. off like, in surprise, this never. I, and I even remember, I remember having a conversation. I was like, this has never happened. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And so the lady was like, you know, she, she said that there were some things that I could do, you know, I guess to kind of at that moment cover some of the things or the expenses that I had and I was like I don't need to do that I was just I was just so dumbfounded to the whole and which I thank God for that just lets me know then and there that like oh my god you know, I was just in a good place but she was trying to tell me little steps that I could take and I was like why would I do that because I, I was I really had no clue I really at the that age you of were that, I was like <laughs> Y'all laughing, but I, I think that no she had a, vac- a vacation. No sis. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. So I'll see y'all later. No, I'm just kidding. I knew I knew I wasn't gonna come back, but I was just like, I just didn't know it was that, you know. So and you thought you thought you were being released. <laughs> the way it was done, it was just almost like we had this conversation, and then we came to this conclusion, and it was just you like, didn't come no. in. <laughs> the conclusion came, came before the road. I was like, ow, ow, okay. So y'all had a conversation and they let you know that you weren't coming back. Right. But I thought it, but the conversation was right like, now her face, I really wish the listeners could see her face. I mean, the, but the conversation was more or less like me being honest with them. They're, you know, they didn't really have anything bad to say. They, they really didn't. Did they would do it better? No. They didn't, no. Have anything. they didn't have anything bad to say, so which made me feel like, oh, so this is just something that's just happening. You know, like, okay. Y'all are just laying people off. Yeah. Yes. That's what I thought. And it was like, no. No. Y'all just got a layoff, honey. Yeah, you're F I R D. <laughs> so I mean it's okay now but I mean it took a while for me to kind of grasp that and I like and I said how did you grasp that because nobody else was laid <laughs> off listen sure is no I looked up I, no I the leadership was, right. was let go I looked I finally because I didn't even look at my like my letter or anything and I remember probably like two months later I looked at my letter and I was like <gasps> oh because oh. I got the letter I was just I just signed it because I knew I was like okay I did I did you know how at the moment when things happen you read it but you don't really like Right. So were they like just getting rid of everybody from like the old team or something? I don't know. I don't know what happened to nobody else. I can only speak for myself. Gotcha. But I just feel like in that instance, I just I didn't I didn't know, you know. And like I said, looking at looking at that because that was right before Christmas. There was a lot of things that I was planning on doing. You know, I had anticipation for a lot of stuff. Um, even in that, like I said, when it happened like routines that I was setting up, I had to stop. Like it was an immediate halt. Like I, like a lot of things really, really did change immediately, but the changes did not affect me in a way Mm -hmm. that it could have affected me had God not 
told me to prepare before mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So I say all that to say, because I know that we're in a season now where a lot of people are in positions where they mm-hmm. are not working anymore. Mm-hmm. And it, it can come across as shocking and it can come across as uneasy and my mom did tell something to me once. She said, well, Lauren, you know, you're in a unique position because I, I don't have kids. No, I don't have kids. I don't have like there are certain things that I don't have and I know other people do, you know, and I'm not discrediting that. But I, I do want to pinpoint the fact that like rock bottom is not rock bottom. Nope. That, you know, rock bottom. It, it I hate I, I don't want to say I hate the word, but the word I think really does a disservice. It's just it's just a, a period of time where it's an inconvenience. But it doesn't mean that you've reached the bottom of something. It really, to me, means you're in the middle. Yep. You're in the middle of something. I feel like rock bottom is the opportunity to really trust God. It is. Because we, you know, we really, sometimes you got to hit rock bottom to, in a way, hit hypothetical rock bottom to actually trust God. Because we get so used to systems. We get so used to two-week paychecks. We so... Get so used to so many things, yeah. And when all of that, and you can you can kind of get in that routine, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, I'm good because I know I have a check coming in two weeks, right? Oh, I'm good because I know this is happening, this is happening. But what happens when all that stuff gets stripped away, right? You know, so it's like when all that stuff gets stripped away, then it's like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Like, where are you gonna look? And mm-hmm. of course. We never wanted to get to that, mm-hmm. but sometimes it do. It sometimes it's a little shake, rattle, and roll because it's like you weren't really you. You was you was out here thinking you was doing it yourself, right? Yeah, you know? right. I knew uh, the crazy thing was because I started, of course, when you go through something like that, you start thinking and asking mm-hmm. questions of like, okay, did did I think highly of myself in that moment? Was mm-hmm. I caught up in like you know? Um, was I caught up in self? Was I caught up in like, you know, I did this. I And to be candid, no, I mm-hmm. didn't. Because I knew that it wasn't in a way. I knew that it was not, not in a way, definitely. I knew that it was not my power that got me there. Right. But see, sometimes rock bottom is also a shift. And it I is feel a like shift. With and you, that's exactly what it was. Because it, like, it's not the same for everybody. And right. it's also not the same in the sense of, because I know we're using Lauren's story as an example but sometimes rock bottom is spiritually. Sometimes it is financial. Sometimes it can be whatever area of life. It's not always, oh, I lost my job or I lost my car. I lost. It can be sometimes it's just a very spiritual rock bottom. Yeah. And I feel like like with you even explaining the story, it's like it was I looked at it as a shift. Right. Like it gave you the opportunity to sit and just be. Right. And that's where that peace came from, because you were able to one, God prepared you. And then also the fact that two months later you was like oh like like, really you know so and then now you're in a space of you're able to be you're able to think and flow and move freely um previous podcast from a couple of weeks ago being at for real peace in your life exactly so and and i will say when you say i love the word that you said shift because it does shift a lot. Like, I, I think when God tells, and this is so odd for me to say being in, you know, that position, but it's, it's odd, it's odd when God tells you to do certain things and then it leads to something that's very, very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but what I realized, had I not made that move, number one, it wouldn't have given me the experience that I had thus far in that leadership role. Mm-hmm. And now, because even e- now, that I'm in that leadership role, I'm now capable of uh, actually when I move on to new positions, Mm -hmm. I have that experience to do that leadership role. 
So it it was really like a launching pad. Mm-hmm. If I had not taken that opportunity, it would have kept me stagnant in mm-hmm. where I was. Um, I also didn't realize at the time, too, and I haven't shared with you ladies here on the podcast, but I, I'm also back in school. So I didn't realize at the time that God was using that opportunity with the education that I'm receiving from school to really equip me to now be in a new shift, a yes. new mindset, a new everything was new. So you and, were you were looking at stuff at a certain level and it's like God is elevated how you look and even right. what he wants for you. So. Right. And God is like, in order for you to get there, you had to move. Mm-hmm. You had to move, yeah. number one. And yes, the move caused you to be uncomfortable. But if you had not moved, it would have kept yeah. you where you were. Yeah. And so I say all that to say to some people is sometimes you have to take that leap. Mm-hmm. Even if the leap leads to uncomfortable positions, Mm -hmm. because God used the uncomfortable positions still to elevate you to where he needs you to be. One thing I think is beautiful about a launch pad is that if you're launching off of something, there has to be a landing point. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, you have to land. But where are you going to land is the question, you know, but if you're launching forward or upward. You'll land, you'll land somewhere mm-hmm. above more so than beneath, right. you know? And even if you do land beneath, understand that God is still using whatever that is. Like I said, uh, a rock bottom will never be the bottom. It's always the middle of something mm-hmm. that he's using to elevate you to where else you need to go. Yep. And so I'm literally walking in that now. I just want to, you know, encourage whomever that if that's your, you know, your testimony to I'm here with you. Uh, I would tell you, read your letter just in case if you're a little dumbfounded like me and didn't realize <laughs> what you went through. But uh, that's my story. Yeah. Okay. I'm just sitting here I love thinking. That. I do too. And it, it's just causing me to like think. And I'm like, Lord. And just hearing the word rock over and over and over. Right. Already. Yeah. Um, but when you think about like foundations and everything that's literally built, they're built on a rock. Mm-hmm. You know? And the word says, that he said, upon this rock, I will build my church. Oh, I think we fixate on the word bottom. Mm-hmm. However, there's nowhere in the Bible where God says, I will keep you at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Doesn't exist. It nope. may be, it's a temporary moment. But to your point, it's, it's not like your final destination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you allow those moments, they can develop your character and develop your, your spiritual walk. I mm-hmm. think they're needed sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think we live in a society where it, we're told if you hit rock bottom, then something is wrong mm-hmm. instead of it's a transition and mm-hmm. something else is taking place. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all in your perspective. And I yeah. thank God that he didn't allow you to read that letter two yeah. months ago. Yeah. That was very intentional. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I love that you use rock or you you started, you know, your conversation off of rock because I feel like sometimes when you're going through life experiences, you think things are so solid. Mm. You know. That's good. Yeah, you think that there's there's nothing that, you know, super or that surpasses that moment right. that, you know, they call it rock bottom meaning like this bottom place is solid. I'm not going to come from come out of this. Or, right. You know, and, and to be honest, that's the lie of the enemy. It is. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I love the fact that you said, too, is that like, you know, God, God doesn't even operate like that. He doesn't keep anything at the bottom. Right. And I remember God laying on my heart not too long ago about the fact that he said he shared with me. He said, Lauren, I created you to prosper. Mm. And um, that's even in, you know, that's even in scripture. It is. But I felt like once God revealed to me that like he created me to prosper and I actually took that and understood what that meant. That means anything I touch, it prospers. Mm -hmm. That means any any room I walk in, it prospers. Mm -hmm. That means any environment that I'm Come in, on, it automatically prospers because I was created to do so. Yep. 
And so because I was created to do so, that's the only thing that I can exude. I can't exude anything else. And so I feel like when you begin to walk into that confidence and you understand that this is how God made me, this is how I'm threaded. So no matter what you do to me, it ain't going to change the thread. Mm -hmm. Yes. No matter, like I said, no matter what I, what I, whatever I go through in life or whatever I seek after in life, the thread ain't going to change. So I would just tell people, keep watching, Mm -hmm. keep watching because I know for a fact that like what I went through and I'm the type of person to, I thank God for, for this, that I'm not the type of person where I am so visual and letting people know what's going on. It's a lot going on in my life. Good, bad, you know. More good than bad, mm-hmm. you know. But in that, I like to. I like the the element of surprise. surprise. Mm-hmm. I like for you to look at me five or ten years later and say, "Dang, I didn't know you did all that." Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like I don't. I don't owe the explanation. Mm-mm. You know, because like God is God. Like I said, God has made me to prosper. So because He's making me to prosper, that's all I'm walking in. I'm yep. not walking in explanation. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm walking in prosperity. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. No. Um I I'm still simmering mm-hmm. on what Denisa brought up on the upon this rock I'll build my church. Mm-hmm. And you being in a place that feels like rock bottom as being the place where God builds upon. Yeah. Um That's good. And it's interesting, like, even listening to Lauren's story, I do feel like my rock bottom was after being let go of a job, too. Mm. Right? Girl. And I think for Did me... Did you read your letter? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't even remember if I got a letter. I knew I was being let go. Okay. Um, and I was laid off. They were doing a bunch of layoffs at the time. And I remember I knew layoffs were coming because they were doing desk audits. And unlike everybody else, I told the truth on my desk audit. Now that you say that they was doing that too, but I just you didn't, didn't realize what it was. I didn't realize what it was. <laughs> I, I, I'm just like, I remember you talking about Bill and Dime. Yeah, I was like, what, what's yeah. going on? <laughs> Y'all know what's going on? <laughs> now, Lauren. <laughs> oh, Lord. oh, my gosh. But yes, they were doing desk audits. And I knew what that meant. And like, oh, they about, to, they about to let some people go. But I didn't lie. I was like, this is what I'm doing. And the position I was in, I felt like it was more of a contract position than a full-time position. But, I mean, whatever. So, I ended up being let go. But I think for me, it felt like rock bottom more so because I had attached my identity to working. Mm. You know, to Lauren's point, I started working really young. I started working for my godfather when I was like 12 or 13. Yeah. Um, okay, and- so what's the update? Ooh. Ooh, period. Period. I, I don't know what Ayana is doing over there. <laughs> um, Sorry. But I feel like because I had attached my identity to my ability to produce as someone with an organization, when I was not a part of an organization, I felt like I wasn't anything. And I think that it was rock bottom. And I mean, maybe this is a testament to other people who feel like they are rock bottom. Because I attached myself to something that was not God. And I feel like when we do that, we normally do end up at the bottom. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's very easy that if you're tied to something that's not God and it sinks, you sink too. Yeah. And I think that's where I was. Um, And I've talked about this before. Like, being let go caused me to go into overdrive trying to produce something else on my own. Mm -hmm. Which didn't turn out very well. So, my advice to anybody who feels like they're in a rock bottom space is... I mean, they, the ladies have already said it all. Seek God and really 
find your identity in Christ. Allow him to build whatever he's trying to build in that place. Yeah. So. I wanted to ask you a question, Day, since you, you mentioned the fact that your bottom also, you know, entailed um, being released from a job. Um, did you at that time have like any visions and dreams about what the next looked like for you when you went through that place? Um, no, I think that. And, and I'm going to be transparent during that time. There were a lot of things going on that made me feel like it was rock bottom. I had lost my job. Um, I had at the beginning of the year, and this was 2017, been in a relationship that went sideways and it just, it was like everything was going wrong. And I remember telling God, like, and I was moving back to Maryland. Like I literally, it was the end of the year. What? Mm-hmm. I don't think you've ever shared that part before. Really? She did. Thought, that she was going to move back? I thought, wasn't it like a car thing too? Yeah, that did Something happen. Yeah. It was when I, that year, like go from 20, the end of 2017 going into 20. Oh, when I say that year dragged me, it was like, I was in a relationship. The guy I was with, I think I found out he was talking to somebody else. We ended up breaking up. That was a thing. I lost my job. I got into an accident and totaled my car. I didn't have gap coverage, so I still had to pay the car off, even though I did not have a car. And it was just, it was bad. Like, I had an apartment, but I couldn't really pay rent um, after a certain point because I had all of these other bills that were adding up. And so I ended up moving in with two other roommates. Mm -hmm. Me too, Jen. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Girl. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) And then it was like on top of all of that, I also was in a season where I talked about the car, I talked about the relationship, I talked about the job. There was something else. Oh, I had been contracting for a long time after getting out of entertainment. And up until that year in kind of the beginning of 2018, I had still been contracting and I was supplementing my income very well. And when I say very well, I mean, I, I was making what I was making at my normal job also in contracting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it dried up. Mm-hmm. They stopped reaching out because long story short, I had created boundaries and said like, Hey, I'm not going to continue to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. If this is going to be the atmosphere in the environment. And I had done that before. Stand on that. Right. And I had done that before I got let go. And I think that's the interesting thing about rock bottom, right? Is that for me, it's like Lauren, she listened to God. <laughs> right. Pay them bills. <laughs> right. <laughs> Holy Spirit was leading God. I heard to do all of these things. And I mean, it's been so long for me now that it's like, I don't even know what God was leading and God me to do. I don't even know if I was listening. Listening. Ooh. I don't even. You don't listen. Yeah. I don't even know if I was listening. Um, but yeah, like right before I had basically quote unquote quit doing what would have supplemented had I been laid off and still had that, I would have been in a better space. But long story short, it was just like all of the things happened Mm -hmm. at one time. And I I just, it was rough. Like I was like, Lord, I'm moving back to Maryland. And I'll never forget, I had gotten laid off maybe October Mm -hmm. of 2017. And I spent... New Year's in Atlanta because that was when I did the loft forward. I, I remember you had that dress, the bad dress. We're going to post it in the stories. I'm going to make sure we post it so y'all can see Yes, it. I hosted their New Year's Eve party and my brother Jerome was here. I didn't know you were going through all of that. Yes. I didn't know either. I'm thinking like I was there. We were no, I came 
can timestamp everything. I found out after is because I was pregnant and I had Haven the next year. And, and I is was that like, when you and Emmett went public? No, no, me and Emmett didn't go public until we got engaged. I know that's right. Yeah, we hadn't gone public. We knew, right? That's yeah, what I what, really. Yeah. That's what I mean. I'm like, I've been with y'all together. What do you yeah. mean? But I get, I get right. public for everybody. And we started dating 2018, but. 2017, the beginning of the, that year, I had been dating a guy from Maryland. That's right. You did just say that. Um, and it, it just, it was rough. And all of that was going on. I hosted the law for And then she disappeared. She she disappeared. I kind of did disappear. But she was going through a lot. And I right. found out afterwards. And I was like, yeah. why you didn't tell me nothing? <laughs> why you had a lot going on? And you know, you just had the baby. And I was like. It's just rough. And- I mean. <laughs> When you're in that place, it's not like you want to tell people. Yeah, right. You're doing, you're fighting for your life. You're right. <laughs> no, 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 no. I understand. I understand. Because no, in the moment when your friends are going through stuff, you're like, what are you just saying? And then when you go through stuff, you'll be like, nigga, I ain't saying anything. I get it, right. I'm fighting. Right. It was giving R. Kelly, I'm fighting for my life. <laughs> and oh my I was. God. It was so hard. Yeah. And, you know, before I came to Atlanta, I I had like a certain level of like status and notoriety for my career, but just as a person, mm-hmm. as someone who had family, who had deep roots mm-hmm. in DC. And it was like, all of that was gone. Like everything was gone. Mm-hmm. So for me, that felt like rock bottom. bottom. Yeah. And so I hosted the New Year's Eve party for the Law Four. My brother Jerome had been in town and I rode back to Maryland with him. Mm. I was in Maryland for like a week, almost two weeks, because I didn't have a job. So I didn't have to come back here. And I remember having a conversation with God. And I said, God, if I don't have a job by the end of this month, mm. I'm moving. I'm moving back. Because I think our lease was about to be up at the beginning of like February. Because mm-hmm. I was going to move in with another roommate on the yep. south side. And I literally said, God, if I don't have another job, I'm not moving back. And I feel like literally I may have said that prayer on a Friday. On that Monday, I got a call from the church about a job that had been created that didn't exist. That literally came out of the clear blue sky. And they were like, hey, we want to pay you X. Can you come back and do X, Y and Z? And I was like, God, you are hilarious because I wouldn't have done this. Had I been given this opportunity three months ago, I never would have taken it. Um, But I did. But I think that's the thing about rock bottom is it puts things into perspective. And to Ayana's point, it puts you in a position to have a conversation with God about what is next. And it it also, it's funny because it's it's also a shift because even you sharing that and then because I know things behind the scenes, I'm like, even that position changed the trajectory for you allowed you to experience new things and then even navigated you a certain way. So it's like, God be knowing. God be be knowing. Just follow his path. Just listen to him. And I mean, even my now (laughs) husband, I think moving into that following year, I feel like that's when we got really close. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting. Like I look at Lauren and how her relationship is kind of, you know, coming out of that season. Uh I don't look at it like that. Uh-huh. And I feel like for me, wow. like it was very strategic. The revelation that she that, just that, got. All the revelations. Because <laughs> she's talking about, yeah, November, November. And I'm sitting here thinking about other things with November. And I feel like I got that letter again. Like, oh my gosh. I, just, 
<laughs> like, listen, it's just, you know. But yeah, like, it's like, I, and I mean, this goes back to our, our episode from last week about, oh, he got money. Right. Um, and dating from a place of insecurity, I feel like in my dating life prior to that year, I dated men who had, what's the word that I want? I dated a lot of narcissists. I'm going to be honest. I dated men who had so much of their own stuff going on that I could put all of my energy behind them. I never really had to be in the forefront because I dated men who had notoriety and who had something going on for them that I could like attach myself to and not have to focus on what God was giving me to do. That's good. And I think that all of those men that I dated prior to seriously dating my husband, it was a scenario where I too came along with this certain level of notoriety, right? It's like, oh, you know, my girlfriend does X, Y, and Z. She works with boom, 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 list the entertainers or whatever. And for them, that was like a moment too. Yeah. And moving out of that season of rock bottom where it's literally like now a person who was my friend, I'm starting to date and I don't have a car. I don't have my own place. Mm -hmm. Baby, I barely got a job, Mm -hmm. okay? But it's like this person can see me. Right. Mm -hmm. For just who I am. Wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't come with anything else. Mm-hmm. And I think that had it not been the scenario, they looking at Lauren, y'all. <laughs> had it not been that scenario, I don't know that I would be where I am right now. Mm. Because I think that I I I I don't I don't know how it would have worked out, but I know that God was intentional. Right. I know that for where I am right now, I needed a person who could see me like that. Yeah. A person who didn't have this perception of me as this perfect person. That's so good. Who has that's everything great. going on, who can do everything on her own because that's what I was in previous relationships. Right. And I didn't have that. Oh my God. And that rock built the foundation of what yeah. your marriage is. It did. Because before that, I couldn't, I had to be the strong, independent woman. I don't need no man. For nothing. Woo. And, you know, it's it's so interesting because even in that season, I remember asking, having to ask my now husband, like, hey, can you help me do this? Or can you do that? Or whatever. And it, and it, and it broke my pride. Yeah. But it's like, that's where I was. Yeah. But I needed to be there yeah. so that we could be where we are now. So I'm sorry. I know. Look, girl, you got a apologize. So yeah, that's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is, Lauren, you're in, a, in, a, in an amazing place. I know, I know. I was gonna say something. I'm coming. I'm a little speechless. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna get my words. I'm gonna get my words though. I I took from what you were saying is that in the place of rock bottom, usually God allows for other things to fade away and other things are more highlighted. Yeah. And um, I can attest to that. You know going through that process too is that like a lot of things distractions had to fade right and they faded quickly because it's like like you said when you get to that place of rock bottom it's like so many things are placed into perspective right and it literally forces you to highlight on other things Mm -hmm. and for me that was like things that God had told me to do a long time ago but I kept giving him excuse after excuse after excuse And so he was like, all right, you got these excuses. I'm going to take the excuses away. Not mm-hmm. what you got, you right. know? And like you said, like in those positions, like God introduces you to people who can help, like assist you in that journey. And 
can kind of be like a, I don't want to say, cause God is the guiding light, but sort of like the cheerleader on the side of the road. That's like, I see what you're doing. And it's not that you didn't have cheerleaders, but it's, I hate to use this word, but it's almost like, I think I'm, I'm going to correct myself. They're not the cheerleader. I didn't want to use this word, but they're actually mm-hmm. a coach. Yeah. And it's like, they are in that moment, God is using them particularly for whatever you're going through in that life because they see what a coach does. Like a coach can see the potential and what you can bring to the game, but they know that if you just switch this up, do this, do that, do this, you can be a phenomenal player. Right. But I think it takes a certain type of coach to be able to coach you. Yeah. And I can truly say in my life that when I went through that process, God introduced me to somebody that was like that coach. There's somebody that could be like, yo, I see what you're doing, but maybe if you do this, that, that, and the third, like, you know, and I'm hearing that from what you were saying too, is like God allowed for you to nurture relationship relationships where you didn't have before, where these people were able to kind of coach you in an area where you didn't allow yourself to be. But if God hadn't removed that, you know, then it wouldn't have highlighted the fact that I, I need to be around somebody like that in life. Yeah. Otherwise you will always be that person. Right. Yeah. I think what I heard y'all say is like, it allows for a space of vulnerability for, for God to show up. Cause I feel like it's almost like when you're self-sufficient and we all should be self-sufficient, don't get me wrong, but you almost like, um, you brainwash yourself that I don't need. I yeah. can do. Yeah. It forces you to make room for better. You know, yeah. you're settling for good when God wants to give you great. And the only way that he can kind of open that door to deliver the great is humbling moments and experiences to where yeah. it quiets yeah. the noise and you can hear and focus and see the good that are the great that he's trying to give you. But because you're so self-sufficient at times, it's like, you know, that blocks out what the Holy Spirit or what he may be trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. And then one thing, and I'll end with this because I know we need to wrap. Um, The other thing is, I feel like it's almost like once you get what you're supposed to get in rock bottom, it's like the floodgates open and God brings things back into your orbit that were supposed to be there. Yep. So it's like, I look at rock bottom and all the things that I was doing there and how I went ghost and how it was hard. And then Literally, it's like once I got it, like I got it. Like I was like, my identity is not in this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, God doesn't want me to date people who are like this. This is what God is calling for me to do. Can I show up as the person that God wants me to show up as? And I got into that. It was like all of a sudden, you know, I'm in this relationship with this person who's my friend. And it's, you know, I mean, it was working out. Then we broke up. But it's I mean, it was initially it was pretty good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, now I, I got my job back. Contracts for entertainment came back. I think that was the year I ended up doing like um, the Image Awards yep. and all of that stuff. And it's like, you know, all of a sudden it was like the floodgates open. So if you are in rock bottom, to everybody's point, you won't stay there. So. Amen. All right. If all hearts and minds are clear. <laughs> Thank you for for allowing us to talk your ears off uh, wherever you're listening to this. We pray that there was something said today that that ministered to you. And we pray that if you are in a space of rock bottom, that God shows himself to be strong, to love you and to give you comfort exactly where you are. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast if you're listening on a podcast platform. And then also be sure to 
Connect with us on social media. Follow us on at Safe Girl Secrets on Instagram and Facebook. And if you want to talk more, if you have questions, feel free to send us a secret letter to SaveGirlSecrets at gmail.com. As always, we love you. Good God bless you. Bye. Bye.